Are you curious about the worst tech failures of all time? In this video, we're going to take a look at nine of the biggest tech flops of all time, all in one slightly cringy video. Can you guess what number one is? Let's get started. The service that no one asked for and even less wanted. Google Plus reportedly created as a direct response to the external threat that Facebook posed to Google's business back in June of 2011, Google created Google Plus. However, despite its very, very bold claims that Google Plus would quote, fix online sharing, it basically looked like Facebook just with a different coat of paint. Google also tried to bolster its numbers by shoving this service down its users' throats by connecting it to its other more popular well-used services like Gmail or YouTube or Google Google search this definitely helped to juice the user's numbers however Google's own research found that only a small percentage of his users were actually using the service regularly and those that were weren't interested in sharing their content it was ultimately shut down in March of 2011 and merged into the main Google platform but some of the biggest takeaways from Google plus you can't force people to connect online if they don't want to and if people just aren't interested in your platform forcing them to use it probably won't change that. What are the best Apple accessories? That never was air power. Apple's first attempt at wireless charging was a bit of a mess. The air power mat was first announced way back in September of 2017 with a release date set for sometime in 2018. It promised to charge three devices simultaneously, which would be really awesome if it ever came out, you see. The problem with air power was that Apple needed to design a charging pad that would charge three devices at once, an iPhone, an Apple Watch, some AirPods, and that has to happen without each device interfering with the other. That is a tricky technical challenge that required some very precise alignment between the devices and the pad itself but they just couldn't seem to get it to work up to Apple standards. And in March of 2019, Apple finally acknowledged that the AirPower project was officially dead. The company said that it had, quote, learned a lot from wireless charging throughout the years and would focus on its own proprietary technology instead of developing something brand new. And that's likely because many people, some inside of Apple itself, were just overly concerned about how well AirPower would work altogether. Sorry to Apple. Not as essential as they had hoped the essential phone now with the screen touching the top of the phone and a tiny cutout for the camera the essential phone was a bit ahead of its time when it came to design now you couple that with andy rubin being involved in him being the co-founder of android the entire project was looking to be just as rock solid as the essential phone's titanium frame However, when the phone was placed in the hands of the masses, the camera quality and durability were, shall we say, a bit overblown. The software was riddled with bugs, not to mention the device shipped almost two months later than it was promised. Add to that, that the iPhone X was released just a month later. Plus, you throw into the mix some workplace accusations of misconduct against Andy Rubin, the man himself. Very few people found the essential phone as an essential purchase, and the firm reportedly shut down development of the next device no less than a year after the essential phone was launched making the essential phone essentially a flop you're the controller microsoft connect the microsoft connect was a motion sensing device manufactured by microsoft and released back in november 4th of 2010 as an accessory for the xbox 360 it could actually detect the movement in a three-dimensional space and interpret gestures made by the human and convert that into actual game inputs 
for the most part anyway. And despite its failure to charm those hardcore gaming fans, Microsoft's 3D camera accessory wasn't entirely rejected. It was successful amongst artists, scientists at the onset, and Apple subsequently even went out and bought the corporation behind the technology to power Face ID for the iPhone X. So thanks despite its game-changing attempt pun intended connect just never managed to live up to microsoft claim that you are the controller with input delays so many different play spaces lighting to take into account novelty quickly wear off add to that the high rate of false positives the connect was just more of a liability than an actual useful tool to many gamers the device was also notoriously flaky when it came to setup so if you're microsoft and you have a device that's kind of cool and works some of the time but not a hit with your core customer base what do you do well double down of course in november of 2013 microsoft released the xbox one with the connect no longer just being an accessory but an intricate part of the xbox one's functionality which as you guessed it didn't go over too well the core base of the xbox gamers who actually use the xbox 360 didn't have a problem with the connect being an accessory but they certainly weren't going to pay an extra hundred dollars to get it as an integrated part of the xbox experience what happened next was a bit of a cluster that led to an underwhelming console launch, some people getting fired, and about a year and a half of people thinking that the Kinect was just this cheap, crappy waste of money. Now, Microsoft finally decided to give up on the Kinect and make it an accessory again that you can use if you chose to, and then two years removed from the Xbox One launch, they finally got rid of it altogether with the release of the Xbox One S. Yeah, Xbox off. The device that ended webOS for mobile, HP touchpad. So do you remember the HP touchpad? No? Okay, so you take one part first generation iPad, add a greasy plastic body, throw in a grainy touchscreen, and you get the HP touchpad, a product that was such a colossal failure that it effectively ended the webOS mobile operating system platform altogether. This thing didn't do well when it came to customers at all. It sold terribly to the point where HP slashed its price from $499 to $99. But even with that price drop, the tablet was just such a failure that within too much of its launch, HP decided it was going to discontinue all webOS devices. Funny enough though, with that discounted rate, it began moving off shelves, obviously because of the heavily reduced price tag, but it did give HP the opportunity to subsequently do another product run in order to just use up all the parts that it still had on hand. In 2013, HP sold all its webOS assets to LG, which they subsequently turned around and used to build their TVs on the dot webOS platform. But webOS for mobile devices, yeah, that was officially Dead. And the HP touchpad, I think, had the final nail in its coffin. A platform without direction. Apple Maps. In 2012, Apple decided to launch its own mapping service alongside iOS 6. Now, it was an ambitious undertaking to say the least because so much of the mapping business had already been seized by Google Maps. But nevertheless, Apple ventured forth and on September 19th of 2012, Apple Maps was released and it turned out to be a disastrous and embarrassing release to say the least. It wasn't only that it was riddled with bugs, but the overall overlay of the app itself just felt unfinished. It was lacking public transportation information and in some locations and countries it provided absolutely nothing but absent objects and landmarks and the turn by turn directions were just so terrible. The entire launch of Apple Maps was just so underwhelming for most people. Apple eventually ended up firing numerous executives involved in the mapping project and as a result of the stumble it spent the following 
decade competing with Google in creating an actual alternative for Google Maps. Apple Maps was rebuilt about seven years later, adding both detailed transit directions and even a version of Google Street View called Look Around. This one can be kind of seen as a comeback story. The aesthetic that got in the way, Apple's butterfly keyboard. Apple's butterfly keyboard, which debuted in the 2015 12-inch MacBook and subsequently appeared on the MacBook Pro and MacBook Air, has frequently been hailed as one of the company's greatest achievements in functionality over aesthetic, as it was developed with the sole purpose of making slimmer hardware. As a result, the travel time was reduced to a mere one millimeter, resulting in, drumroll please, a really poor typing experience for so, so many people. Most users found it unpleasant to operate under their fingers. The keyboard was significantly louder than previous MacBook models. Fast forward to the butterfly keyboard being debuted on the 2016 redesigned MacBook Pro, and that's when fingers really hit the fan. Owners began complaining about stuck keys, keys that wouldn't work altogether or produce two letters. It was an all around pain to work with, but in typical Apple style, the company initially declined any problem and simply instructed users to use a can of compressed air to blow any dust or debris that may be blocking the keys. And to make matters worse, if you were one of the few who did take your computer to the Genius Bar, we're gonna have to bring more geniuses in on this. Yeah, I think we should have a quickening with all the geniuses. I'll summon the council. You're often met with extremely high repair costs and dealing with really long wait times to get your device back because the only way to fix this non-problem was to replace the entire keyboard itself. Now, since then, Apple has had four different variations of the butterfly keyboard, everyone basically enhancing the experience. And in 2018, Apple started a four-year warranty program to service purchases, which kind of shows they learned from their mistakes, probably possibly the 200 million dollar phone amazon fire phone so the story of the amazon fire phone is actually one of missed opportunities false starts and all-around bad timing that resulted in a spectacular flop that almost bankrupt the company and forced them to sell off their smartphone division altogether it also marked one of the biggest fall from grace for a tech company in history. You see, the Amazon Fire Phone was intended to be this flagship device that would drive the adoption of virtual commerce on mobile devices and represent a strategic response to the Apple iPhone and the Google Nexus device and also the Samsung Galaxy headsets at the time. Remember that this was the age before Google Now and Siri. You know, those voice activated services were basically still new and novel. And the idea behind a Fire Phone was that it included special software that would identify objects that you pointed it at, like think landmarks or paintings. And it did this by scanning their virtual information with UV light. Now, in theory, this sounds like a great idea. And while there was some nice usage for this technology, like identifying currency or recognizing products or special labels, it just wasn't enough to get people really interested in buying the Fire Phone. Amazon took a nearly $200 million hit which led to one of the worst financial quarters for them in history. And in the end, the Fire Phone just felt half-finished. It ran truly awful software, it was overloaded with gimmicks, and most importantly, it failed to conceal its ultimate purpose, which was to help boost sales on Amazon's website. Not that they really needed any more money anyway, but there just wasn't enough innovation there to peak interest. And as the New York Times wrote at the time, they reviewed this device, quote, this device is not revolutionary. It doesn't set any new standards for speed or image quality or any other features for that matter. It's just a phone and we have a ton of those on the market. And that was unfortunately not a good recipe for success for Amazon, but 
fast forward, you know, I, I think I think they can rebound from this. I think they'll be all right. An explosive debut, Samsung Galaxy Note 7. You knew it was coming. Now, when the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 first hit the market back in 2016, reviewers really went crazy over how amazing this phone actually was, myself included. At the time, my overall thoughts was that this might be one of the best designed phones ever. A few moments later. Lightning headline about your smartphone. Samsung delaying shipments of its Galaxy Note 7 amid reports of exploding battery. By September 1st, the number of faulty phones had blown up pun fully intended to about 35 phones not to fear though samson issued a very humble apology statement and announced that it was recalling faulty samson galaxy note 7s and issuing replacement devices cool right an urgent new message from samsung turn off your galaxy note 7s immediately to avoid something like this happening to you right on cue those devices began to catch fire as well which prompted the tsa to ban all note 7s from flights to the bad headlines which all but marked the end of the note 7 altogether samson ended up recalling all its phones and even pushing out software updates that essentially bricked any existing devices that were still out on the market one can argue that this was really their only reasonable course of action but the decision alone and making good on replacing the devices with different models is probably what ended up saving sammy's reputation in the end but i don't think anyone can truly deny that the samsung galaxy note 7 was one of the most explosive product failures in recent tech history what do you think is there a tech failure that we missed that should have been included on this list go ahead and share that in the comment section down below the video don't forget while you're down there to like share and subscribe to the channel for more awesome tech videos such as this until next time guys as always make sure to stay safe and peace out